Christopher Collins, who is a CISSP and other cool things. What's your title again? I asked you this like seven times already since before we even got started, but you have a pretty fancy title. A pretty fancy title. A lot of words. Cybersecurity Engineer 2. Cybersecurity Engineer 2. That's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. It's great for the signature, though. Yeah, right? That, that's definitely a, <laughs> definitely true, I bet. So um, we just did um, an interview off the line that I recorded um, where I asked you a couple questions. But you today wanted to talk about um, some interview stuff because you have some great interview tips and tricks that you want to share with the viewers. So where do you want to start first? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the big thing, the big thing is helping others. I'm a true believer that, you know, when, when you get knowledge, there's no point in keeping it to yourself that you need to pass it on. You got to spread the love. Uh, recently in my new position, I've been interviewing a lot of people. Um, it's been a while since I've been a part of that process, but was able to fall into it pretty quick. And with being that, uh, I've been interviewing for all different types of roles. I've been interviewing for roles on my team. I've been interviewing uh, people coming in for roles on our cyber fraud team, along with our incident response team. So seeing a whole bunch of dips, uh, mixes of different skill sets and just wanted to share the knowledge of some stuff to expect from an IT interview when you're walking into it. Awesome. So yeah, what's, uh, what's some of this advice that you want to talk about? What, what do you, going into an interview, what do you think is something important to know? Yeah. So the, the, the one key thing that I think people need to recognize or be reminded of just in case is to remember that when you're going somewhere for an interview, that interview process starts the moment you hit the parking lot from your car, Uber, cab, bus, however you got there, you get back in the said vehicle um, when you leave the premises. Uh, recently, we had an interview uh, that didn't quite go so well, and uh, my colleagues were in Denver and it was a video interview and they were taking him down the elevator from the 52nd floor and randomly he started talking about dating processes in the elevator ride from the 52nd floor to the first and it's one of those things it's like mm, you're still being interviewed you're still being reviewed you need to remember that um it's it's okay to show some personality in an interview but, you know, you still got to keep it professional. Absolutely. I know, like, one thing I always, I, I mean, I talk about that, too. And it's hard for some people to show personality because they're so incredibly nervous during an interview. Um, and they tend to, you know, screw, screw up what they're saying. They'll mix up their words. Um, you know, what kind, of, what kind of advice do you have for that? Like, the people who, are, who have those, like, nerve issues... I mean, the, the nerve issues are expected. I mean, with, with an interview, what you're trying to do is you're trying to put your best foot forward. Um, the one thing that I constantly remind myself and something that I was told in the past, you know, no matter who you're interviewing with, no matter who you're talking to, that person's a human being as well. They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you do in the morning. 
and you need to approach it with that. I mean, there are going to be some nerves. It's just the way it is. Um, good interviewers are expecting you to have nerves. So don't, don't walk into an interview and thinking that, you know, just because you were shaky somewhere or you might have messed up or maybe you feel that answer that they wanted to hear, it's kind of expected that, you know, there's going to be that. It, it's just the way it is. People are going to be nervous in any type of interview situation. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things, like I always say, is like the more interviews you do, like the ultimately the easier it becomes, the less nerves you will have, um, which isn't, you know, people might look at that as maybe a bad thing in some ways as you're going through a lot of interviews. Like, why are you going through so many interviews and, you know, you're not working or whatnot. But honestly, I think going through a lot of different interview processes really helps kind of uh, hone that skill in, that interview skill yes. in. So I, I don't necessarily look at what people doing a lot of interviews as a bad thing, as long as you're taking something away from, you know, each of those experiences. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Like, one of the things I always say is like, right after you're done with the interview, jot down a couple of things that maybe you had trouble with. Maybe you did stumble upon, maybe they prompted you with something that, you know, caught you off guard and, you know, mm -hmm. look back at those different uh, scenarios that happened within the interview process and, you know, analyze them some, see if you can make it better, see if you could do better. So next time around, when you get asked those types of questions, you're more prepared. Yeah. And it's actually funny that you mentioned jot it down because right here on my desk, um, any meeting I walk into with any other person, on a professional level, I walk in there with a notepad and the pen, just due to the fact that you know, you have to remember at times that an interview is a competition. So and that's really what it is. You're competing with other candidates for a role. So those little things that you can show to where you have that initiative um, can make the difference. I, I did an interview with someone a couple weeks ago. It was literally, I flew out of Boston I landed in Denver. I got into a taxi, not in Denver, because I told the taxi driver I have an interview candidate in 30 minutes and I need to get to downtown Denver. Can you make this happen? So I'm literally texting my colleagues and being like, well, I took my life into my own hands, going about 90 miles an hour trying to get there. Walking uh, to the interview room and it was, it was a younger guy, um, you know, but he had a notepad and I asked him questions that he didn't have the answers to. And I'm the type of interview that if interviewer that if I ask you a question and even if you don't know it, or, you know, you give an answer, we're going to talk about it. You know, I use it as a learning experience and every piece of advice and everything that I told this particular gentleman, he wrote it down and he was writing it down for my colleagues as well. So the attention to detail and things like that is like, wow, you know, that something you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. I actually have a video uh, that I made probably like three years ago where I said, bring in a notebook to your interview, 
write everything down that you can. Like if you get asked like a question, for instance, like I've done this before in an interview, they ask me a question and immediately I know I'm going to have trouble answering that. So I have to kind of like think up on it. So I'll write down what that question was because by the time I'm like thinking through what they just asked me and being nervous on top of that, a lot of times I kind of forget like where my thought process goes. So if I, I write down what that question is, I, I can look back. I am, I am constantly like looking at that and kind of formalizing the best answer in my head. Um, that, but, that's also another great thing that you brought up. So whenever we do an interview and what you may find, um, it could be in an entry level role. It could be in a mid-level role. It could be a high level role. Um, you end up, especially in cyber that I've seen, uh, you end up with panel interviews. So panel interview is basically, you're gonna go in in front of X number of people. I think the most I ever had was seven people and that was at my last job. I had three people in front of me and I had four people on the phones from Chicago and Atlanta. So, um, but that, if you get asked a question that you don't know the answer to, there's two different approaches to this that I feel are completely 100% okay. You can flat out tell me that you don't know. The fact that you have the courage to tell me that you don't know means I know that if you go into a room with someone on any other project that you're running and you'll be willing to tell that person you don't know, but you'll be able to figure out. Another good piece of advice there is talk out your answer because a lot of the times too, I'll throw a difficult interview question at someone and I'll tell them, just throw, throw it out. What are you thinking? I, let's see your train of thought. Let's see how you're going to troubleshoot this. Walk through it because that gives the interviewers an insight into the way that you're thinking. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that advice right there is so spot on. Uh, being able to kind of verbalize your thought process um, is huge because, like you said, it, it tells you, it tells the, the, the interviewer more on exactly how you walk through different things. How 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 that process in your head works. If you can verbalize that and in, in the interview, that's always going to be helpful for you. Um, I wanted to c come back on something because um, there, there was something that you mentioned. I don't ex can't think of exactly what it was now. Uh, oh, it's like if, if you don't know something in an interview, <laughs> I've seen this many because I've, I've been a part of many different interview processes on both sides of the, the fence, right? Mm -hmm. People lying about what they do and do not know. How many times have you seen somebody lie or try to lie their way through um, something that they, they think that they know? So as, as we were talking uh, beforehand, um, in, in a professional live thing is that, yes, I have come across people who have embellished a little bit on their resume and then have embellished a lot. And when I mean a lot, I mean certifications that they don't have. Um, so people got to think about that. You're going into a cybersecurity role for what I do. 
Um, usually in cybersecurity, you're one of the few people who see everything that's going on. You kind of have the keys to the kingdom. You're expected to have a certain amount of integrity. Same with IT, network administrators, network engineers. You know, you're going to see the data. You're going to see, you know, more stuff than most people in a company. Uh, so if you go in there and, you know, you basically flat out lie on your resume and it's found. So right there, your integrity is shot. And I honestly don't know if there's any way to even recover from that. Um, so with that, be honest, you know, and if you, if you go on your resume and you can say you have X amount of working knowledge on this product and this is the type of stuff you've done with it, lead towards that. You know, if it's, if it's something you use on a daily basis and you're familiar with it, you can work around with it, things like that. You can say you're proficient. It's one of those big products and you go and you say you're an expert in it, you have to be prepared to answer expert level questions. Yeah, definitely. What's the, if you can share like one good story, you know, it doesn't have to be the one that you just shared with me uh, off, off the line, but is there any other, is there any real, real interviews that really stick out that you can share? Um, so I, I, we, myself and one of my colleagues on our incident response team, uh, we interviewed someone who had a ton of certification, some of the big name offensive ones. Uh, so it was like, wow, this guy should be great. This is going to be, this interview should be a breeze. And... I ask a question every time I go, can you see the difference between a flat topology and a segmented network? And I consider that a pretty baseline question. And the guy looked at me in my face and he goes, well, what do you mean? And can you tell me the difference between these two types of networks? And he absolutely could not. And he did the one thing that get the most, and I call that the word vomit. <laughs> so, there is a difference between talking out your thought process with what we discussed earlier, than throwing out every term and acronym that you could possibly hope for to splatter a little bit of that onto the end. Yeah, I've I've seen that. I've seen that before. I think I was I've actually done that in an interview like a long, long time ago. I think many, many moons. Of it. Yeah, it's all part of the learning process. I feel like it's I mean, all part of the learning process for sure. I don't I don't necessarily I don't think I've ever gone through a perfect interview uh, on both sides of the fence again. That where I thought it was just like this is great. I'm really satisfied with this. Um, more so with myself. Like, you know, I think I'm always too critical on myself. I think many people are always the most critical to themselves. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I can tell you, so when I interviewed for the position I was in, I interviewed with two different managers. It kind of fell into two different teams. And then I did my group interview with my current work colleagues. And I remember that one of them asked me a question and it was about integrating an API with an online banking platform. And I was like, I've never done that. that that's something I've never done. He's like, that's great. Walk me through the process on how you think it would be done. So you're now into that thing to where you got, the, you have to get the wheels turning and you know, you go back to your fundamental knowledge and you just piece it together. And when I got done, he was like, you're pretty much on track. So, you know, even though it was one of those questions to where immediately that it came into my head, I'm like, I, there's no way that I'm going to be able to answer this right. But I just talked through my thought process for it. That's cool. I'm trying, like looking at the chat over here and people are like yelling yeah. at me because I'm like either typing or clicking on the mouse. <laughs> and I had no idea that it was that loud. So I feel bad. I'm like, what? I like turn things down i got a headset on i was didn't realize my keyboard's that freaking loud so sorry i, I, had, the, I had the same problem yeah i'm gonna i'm like as soon as we get done with this i'm gonna go on the line and look up a quiet keyboard and quiet <laughs> mouse that's just terrible it was it's it was very loud let's see is this loud now <laughs> I, oh, I turned down like the mic, so well, yeah. Hopefully that'll work. Anyway, oh, those M those MX keys. Yeah, that's what I get for getting a mechanical keyboard, I guess. I know I, it's it's so funny because you know, if the keyboard that I started with was on a 386, it was an old school IBM metal based mechanical <laughs> keyboard. If I had that thing right now, one, it would be a deadly weapon. But two, it would probably disappear. Someone would steal it. <laughs> yeah. They, it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I remember having, God, what, what like, I don't even remember the key keyboards that were split. Yeah. You know, they're, they're still around. They're supposed to be like yeah. ergonomical or whatever. I had this thing, man, it was a tank. It, was, it had to be like a good, like, I don't know, at least like two and a half feet wide, wide right? It was just no. ginormous. Heaviest thing in the world, right? Uh, I got into a fight with my uh, a buddy one day, and he bashed me across the head with that thing. It hurt so bad. Oh man! A long time ago. Oh man. That's sorry. I just, it just nah. when you started talking about that, I just thought of it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude, that was the worst. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to back to interview. Somebody asked, uh, "Do you ever get nervous as an interviewee?" And you just got a new job, so. Were you nervous yep. during that interview at all? I'm sure there was some nerves there, right? Just a little bit. I mean, so I cyberstalked all my interviewers. Um, when I got the email that I was going to be sitting down with this person, this person, this person, I used LinkedIn to kind of go peek and to see the caliber of people I was dealing with. 
it was one of the scariest things I've ever done because my jaw dropped because I was literally walking into an interview with a combined 70 plus years of information security experience from cloud management to guy to one guy who was previously a CISO for multiple companies, uh, one guy who is phenomenal with the cloud, AWS and things like that. So it's wise at the same, you know, it, it's good to know who you're talking to. So you can kind of get an idea. Sometimes, you know, especially when the, the guy who's been around for a little bit, it can put a little bit of pressure on you. Yeah. I, as you're kind of like talking about this, like you did like the, the stalking, if you will. It just made me kind of think about with how social media is nowadays, like so prevalent, everybody's on it in, in, in some form, right? Like, I know I've been guilty of this. I've done the same thing. Like, I will always like look up the people who I would potentially be interviewing with. Um, yep. You know, a lot of times you'll get their name, of course, and I'll look them up. Like, it makes me feel so much better knowing what this person looks like before I get into the interview. Cause I think it helps put your mind at ease a little bit. Like you're not going in like as um, like, I guess blind, you know? Yeah. Plus, you know, if, if you're in a cyber position, I kind of almost expect it. I remember one of the managers that I interviewed with at my company, our manager of our IR team, I'm like, yeah. So I admitted, I was like, I kind of cyber stalked you. He's like, good. He goes, I would expect nothing less. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things for sure. Yeah. I, th I think that's just like common nowadays. Yeah. Uh, that should be like a, a video in itself on, on, on doing that. Like people should, I feel like that you should be doing that. You, you should definitely try to find out as much information as you can. Uh, going well, exactly, in. because also, if you if you look up the person prior to the interview, you can look at their profile from what they have out there and see if you can adapt any type of common ground. You know, if you have a common ground, common knowledge share, you know, that's something you can put to your advantage. Yeah, uh, somebody in, in Twitch is asking if you, uh, did you go to college? I did. I actually went to college late in life. I went to college in my thirties. I'm still in my, so I got a, I got a year or so left. <laughs> what did you go? Uh, what did you study in college? Um, I have an associates in network engineering and I have a bachelor's in cybersecurity. Oh, awesome. That's, that's a lot of college and like what? Nine years time, huh? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's good. Oh. It's good. Um, but my, my quote to that is that it's not the end all don't, you know, um, especially the talk we had about certifications offline. Some certifications are great, you know, to kind of get you through the HR system, but you also got to remember is that there are plenty of professionals out there who one don't have a lot of certifications and don't have a college degree. Um, it, it in cyber, one of those things that if you have a passion for it and you hit the books on your own, so to speak, and you can do the different things that you can do wonders in the field, period. 
I mean, just just recently, you know, if, if people haven't kept up with the news, Apple, Google, Deloitte, EY, all of these companies are dropping their college degree requirements to even do that because they're recognizing, I mean, even now, I was just reading an article the other day that the NSA is hiring, is recruiting kids right out of high school. That's, that's crazy. How, so how do you feel? Uh, being that you just, I mean, probably like what, in the last couple of years graduated or got your associates mm-hmm. and your bachelors, yep. how, how do you feel now with, about getting those degrees now that um, these companies are, are essentially dropping the requirement? So I live in New England. I live in the Northeast. I live in one parts of the country where change does not happen very fast and that there's still a lot of old school mindsets. So for my geography, it definitely helped. Um, For other areas of the country, you know, it it is what it is. Um, Am I glad I did it? Absolutely, because, you know, there... I was doing IT for a long time before I even did it. Um, there was some stuff that I definitely walked in and you know knew right off the top of my head, but then there was just other stuff that I had completely no idea about. And then one of the other key things and my takeaway is, is that even if I know something, if I go and do a class on something like it, I go in there with the mindset of maybe I'll figure out how to do something I already know, but I'll I'll figure out how to do it better. Yeah, I like that. That's kind of how I look at things too. Like I always try to look at different ways to, to go about like learning something. Right. So like you said, even if you know it, even going over some of that basic material again, you might pick up on something like, Oh wow. Like, I, I, I maybe never thought about it this way, or maybe I can uh, combine different things that you've known through the years with something that you just learned on a basic, you know, class. Like that's funny yeah. kind of how that works, you know, like sometimes you like, you get so in, in depth and in deep with different, you know, technologies and things that you're learning that sometimes like you just forget about some of the basic stuff that lies yeah. within it. So, um, do you have any other, I'm, I'm looking to see if anybody has questions. So if uh, we've got probably like another, I got another 10 minutes. Um, yeah. So if people got some questions, are you, you good to answer some here? Yeah. If, if people got questions, I'm good to answer though. We can definitely throw out some pointers that we were talking about um, while people are thinking about questions, some other things to think about um, getting getting your job or looking to start a career is Networking is so important. And I'm talking networking like LinkedIn. Um, I was actually found by my current company via LinkedIn and I wasn't even really looking. They came to me and that happens an awful lot. Um, So, you know, even if you're not looking, you know, it's good to make contacts. It's good to pay attention to what's going on out there. Um, obviously, a lot of the times in LinkedIn, 
you may get those automated messages that state, you know, it's a mass mail from a recruiter. Um, I actually found out that there's a LinkedIn algorithm that if you don't answer those emails, that you'll stop getting them or it'll stop letting recruiters know that, you know, you're available. So even if you just take the time and say, no thanks, it shows that you answered it. So the algorithm stays fresh for you. So you'll still be able to see those different types of opportunities that come up. Awesome. Sorry. I keep, I'm like looking at different stuff here because all this stuff keeps popping up on my end. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Um, on the art, I have a, a Discord server. So for anybody out there who hasn't joined the Discord server, I know I'll get yelled at by a couple of people if I don't mention it. We do have a Discord server. You guys can join it. Ask questions. There's plenty of people there who will help answer your questions. I'm there fairly often as well. Um, but I just noticed that there's this restream bot that I'm using is posting like every single message in discord as well. And that nice. looks, no, that looks really annoying. <laughs> like, uh, I feel bad for these people. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess another thing that we can talk about, uh, you know, certifications, um, certifications is one of those things that's always out there. Does a certification get you a job? No. Certification alone does not get you a job. Can a certification maybe crack open a door so you can start a conversation? Absolutely. Uh, the big thing to remember, you know, once you get that certification or those credentials and you advertise that you have those, you need to stay current with what's going on. You need to stay current with what's going on in that certification and you speak intelligently about the stuff that that certification revolves around because really what that does for interviewers is that tells an interviewer that you have a certain baseline of knowledge that's going to be expected of you so keep that in the back of your heads awesome do you oh i just realized i was i'm looking up quiet keyboards here because it's driving me nuts <laughs> and it's showing up in the thing that's my bad um, somebody asked if you, is there things that you sh like shouldn't do during an interview? Like what things should you try to avoid doing in an interview? Besides lying, of course, what not lying. to do during an interview. Lying's a big one. Um, showing disinterest. Oh, oh, that reminds me. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Showing disinterest. Um, you know, so basically if someone's talking to you in the interview and you're just like dozing off or whatever, you're not showing an interest in what's going on, that's a big no-no. That's um, kind of like what I'm doing to you right now because I'm like looking up all this other stuff. But, but I'm still you listening. know what? This, this, is, this, is our, this is our second interview. We've been through this. So we're good. Uh, the next thing is it's any, any company that you interview with, you need to ask questions because one big thing that you need to realize is yes, you are being interviewed, but at the same time, also need to look at it. You're interviewing the people who could possibly be your peers and be your leader. I have been in an interview where the CISO came in and I literally talked with them. And then after I left the interview, 
I told myself that there was no way I would ever work for this person. And I got called with the job offer a few days later and I turned it down. So remember that, that, you know, it's also your time to kind of interview with them. So go in there with some questions. Um, you know, you can do, you know, one of the big questions now is what do you do for training? Do you do certifications? Do you pay for conferences? Things like that. Think of some questions along those lines, what can help you progress and at the same time, make sure that you're asking those types of questions to tie it in with what the company goals are, what the department goals are. And then another good thing is research the company. Find a couple things that the company is doing that you may be interested in and just bring that up in the interview because that shows that you've taken the time to actually go out there and do a little bit of research. And then another big no-no. At the end of the interview, this has now happened three times, do not mention that you have offers from current companies and that we should, you know, be quick in making our decision. Oh, that's funny. I would, I, I, I can't imagine people doing that. I, I've never got that, but that's just insane to me. Um, that, that leads into like another kind of question though. Like, how do you feel about like, cause I have my thoughts on this, right? Asking about the salary and, and benefits <clears throat> during an interview. Okay. So. I usually do not get to a face-to-face -face interview with a manager or the technical interview without talking numbers. As soon as I'm contacted by HR, now it could be a double-edged sword, it works for me. I admittedly work that it's completely abrasive and but it kind of you know sets the groundwork that when someone contacts me about a position, I'll be like, hey, you know what? I'd like to hear about your position, but let's cover a couple things first. Because I'm going to ask them, what's the salary range? Because if they give me a salary range that's not what I'm looking for, I will tell them, I'll be like, you know what? That salary range is not what I'm looking for. Um, you know, so I think it would probably be better if we just save time along the way. And, you know, you look for a different candidate so to speak. And that's literally the approach that I take. So the last three jobs that I've taken, I've known the salary range before I was given an offer. Yeah. And I see like a lot of jobs online that don't even post the salary on them and yeah. like lead you guessing. I won't even apply for those because like, if you can't be like upfront with me on what, it is like how, what you value this position at. Like, I, I don't know what else to like, you don't place any values in. So for me, it's just like, uh, I don't even care. I'm going to move on to something else that fits what I'm looking for. Cause I don't want to waste time. Like I don't want to go through even pointless emails back and forth. Like just be exactly. up front. Like th th we're all trying, we're all trying to achieve the same thing at the end of the day. Yep. But y y I feel like, you know, employers definitely need to be upfront on that yeah so i mean if you ask that question if you my, here's my tip for that if you ask that question and if the answer is anything except for numbers that's a red flag if they say well it's negotiable or yeah we're looking at a range because this is a new position mm -hmm. well, 
we'll get back to you. We'll let you know, you know, after we, no, you want, it's serious. It's your time. Your time as an IT professional, your time as someone going into IT is valuable. So, you know, have that discussion, you know, in your head, set up a number you're looking for and see if the range falls with that. If it doesn't fall within it, hey, you know what? Not the position for you. Or you know what? Maybe, you know, if you're in one of those roles to where I've been in the past, I've literally taken steps backwards in pay to get to where I wanted to go. Yeah, I've seen that. But that's that's something you have to figure out at that time. Right. Uh, I think a lot of people... Uh they, they get into those types of scenarios. Uh, career changers are definitely a big one um, who are looking to get into IT. Um, and there's uh, IT career skills in the chat right now. Thank you for the super chat. But he's actually one of these people uh, that I could speak to directly because he was driving like heavy equipment. He can probably be more specific on it. Yeah. Um, but he wanted to work in IT. Like That's what he was passionate about. He took a pay cut just so he could work in IT. And uh, he, he's got like a family and everything like, you know, he's got kids to support, a wife to support. Um, that's a pretty big move, right? Like that's like, not a lot of people could do that. Not a people, a lot of people would feel comfortable even doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, when at a company I was at previously, I wanted to go to a higher IT position, but because of my current pay grade, I was unable to. So I actually had to take a step outside of IT and move into like an internal auditor position for commercial loans that was like completely not IT related to turn around to see, you know, after doing that because I needed just a pay grade bump in that number to then work back into IT. Well, I don't work for that company anymore, kind of self-explained, but you know, I've, I've done it. I know that fear and I know that calculated risk. And you know what, sometimes you gotta do it. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, somebody's asking salary negotiation. Should a candidate uh, accept the initial offer? Um, Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I think the only time I could I would ever accept the initial offer is if it was like more than what I was expecting. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'd be like, oh, I mean, all right, like I'm winning here. But even then, it's just like if they're giving you this initial offer, there's always room. Like there's always yeah. room. So pro tip. Pro tips. I love pro tips. Pro tip. If they want you, HR's job is to get you for as cheap as they possibly can. There is always a range. So something that I do is that when I get the first number, I'll increase it by 10 to 15% and throw it back at them. That's crazy. That's awesome. You know, I, I've been told that, you know, sometimes it's a little bold, but I haven't had one. I haven't had one. I haven't had anyone tell me when I did a counter offer that they're going to pull the offer from me. Uh, I think that's what scares people is that, you know, they have this job offer. It's this fragile egg and they don't want to do anything to it, you know, so they're scared to have that conversation. The art of negotiating, right? <laughs> the art of I actually have a book. Yep. On yep. Um, but, and that's like the thing. Like, 
if they are at that point that they are making an offer to you, that means that they want you. Like they're already yes. they've already bought into you. So yep. that initial offer is just like, you know, this this their, this entry to to their kingdom, right? But at the end of the day it's like, well, that that initial offer starts our our negotiation. So yeah. I'm gonna take your initial offer, but this is what I'm really looking for. Yeah. And you might go back and forth a couple times, but I think it's highly like doubtful that a, a lot of times, you know, that you, that offers get pulled because of that. Yeah. I, I think there, offers get pulled is. for many other reasons, but not yeah. that. Not that. There's an old saying, you have to get your money walking in through the door. Yep. Because, you know, once, once you're in and you start to progress through your career, if you stay with that particular company, your raises and any promotional increases will always be reflective of that number you walked in there with. Right. So you want to try to squeak out as much as you possibly can. It's uh, trust the process here in the chat saying uh, that they've heard they might change their mind about hiring when hiring you when you uh, counter offer. Um, I've I've never experienced that or seen that. Um, I, typically, I it's because. Seen- yeah, it's usually because like you're going for a number too high, and that's what you're expecting. So if they can't meet that, then they can't meet that. You know. Yep. So that's why I say have your base number in mind. You know, you should have you should have a number in mind that is the amount that you would like to make, yeah. and then you could possibly have that golden number. That golden number means that if they meet or exceed that golden number, you're you're going to be done. But you know, I haven't I haven't yet been offered that golden number. I my last position I got offered pretty damn close to that golden number. Um, but you know, I've negotiated salary positions and everything I've gone for from. Uh, being an external hire to even doing internal movements, I've negotiated salary all the time. Sometimes I've been completely shot down. I mean, there's definitely no saying that, you know, they can come back and be like, nope, we do not have any room. This is, you know, the offer we can give you if not, and, you know, is what it is. So that will definitely happen, but I've never seen them pull the offer. Yeah, I never have either. Um, I just I'm I'm over my time right now, and uh, I have to get in to help get the kids in bed. So, yep. I appreciate you uh, coming on and um and and answering some questions about interviewing and giving people tips and tricks. Um, yeah, definitely some uh, valuable, va- really valuable advice that you've given here. So greatly appreciate yep. that. Uh, if anyone, if anyone wants to ask any further questions, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, just like I did with the last video, I'll take a look at any comments, any questions there, and I'll do my best to answer too. Awesome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You, uh, everybody have a great night and let's get to a hundred thousand tonight. We got like, what is it? got 31. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. 31 to go. 31 to go. So let's do that. Anyway, everybody have a great night. Take it easy. And. That's it.